Hello and welcome. You've tuned into the School of Ministry podcast. Paul is your Bible teacher today. He has years of experience as a pastor, seminary instructor, and more. Later, you will be given information how to reach us. If you have questions you would like addressed, let us know. Maybe you have a need in your life and want to know how the Bible gives answers that apply to us today. Feel free to contact us. Now enjoy the lesson. Is it hard sometimes to tell people you're sorry? Well, I, I don't mean just when you're walking around and you step on their toe. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You know, in my life, I've done horrible things. And I don't even know all of the people that I've offended. And I want them to know and I want everyone to know how, how deeply, deeply grieved and sorry for those things. It takes more grace to get right. It takes grace to get right with somebody that you've held a grudge against. To break that stubbornness. I got to spend some time with my son a while back. He was talking to our grandsons. And he reminded me of a time we came up with the bag of doom. The kids were told at a certain time, it's bedtime, you have your things picked up, and it's time to go to bed. And one day, I had just had it. And I told them voice and a way that I should not have. You get these toys up and you get them and you get to bed. And boy, the kids listened, picked them up, went to bed. And I knew I had to go in and apologize to my children. Because even though what my son said to his son was what my dad said was right. But he came in and apologized for the way he said it. Because I went in and I told him, son, you should have listened. After that, I changed my ways. And that's when the bag of doom came about. <laughs> the bag of doom was, you know what? Anything left on the floor, I'm not gonna get upset. It's just gonna go into a bag and it's going on top of the refrigerator and it will sit there for a week and you don't get to play with it. I tell you what, Life became a lot easier because dad didn't yell and scream and get angry, but all of a sudden just backed up his words with simple actions. You see, a broken and a contrite heart. Sometimes being able to get up and when we remember that we have offended a brother, or we remember that they're offended with us, that we go. But our stubbornness says, well, he'll never come to me. He'll never ask forgiveness. But we've got to just get right with God, right with self, and right with others. If we do those things, we will have revival in this place. We will have a great revival in the land. Saul never could tell God that he was truly sorry. That stubbornness wrecks more homes, more marriages, more homes, it causes more suicides. I met a young man one time that was holding a gun to his head and was about to kill himself. And he says, I'm going to show them. I'm going to prove to them. And I asked him, are you going to be here to see <laughs> that they were wrong? Are you going to be around to show them? And he had to really think about what he was doing. 
how he was being rebellious and stubborn and just wanted to prove everybody else was wrong and I'm going to do it. How many suicides have happened just because of these very instances? How many institutions are filled because of rebellion, because of stubbornness? You see, the root of the unbroken self is sin. And we've become lovers of pleasure, lovers of self, lovers of money, lovers of this world, lovers of everything, but rather than lovers of God. I'm so glad that the Bible talks about two Sauls. There was a Saul who was on the road to Damascus. He was just as stubborn as this Saul. <laughs> he was just as stubborn. And let me tell you, he's on the road to Damascus and God knocked him down and broke him and made him over and named him Paul. You know, the name Paul means small. You're small. When Saul was little in his own eyes, the Lord lifted him up. When Saul became Paul, he became small and he lifted up Jesus Christ. You see, one started with a crown and ended with a cross of his own making. The other ended with a crown because he saw the cross at the beginning and he said, I am crucified with Christ. And he ended with that crown. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. And not for me alone. Both were headstrong. One took the path of stubbornness that led to suicide. The other led to the road of submission. And became perhaps one of the greatest preachers of all times. So let me ask, which road are you on? The Gilboa Road? that Samuel took and Saul took, that Saul came with his procession. Are we on the Gilboa Road or are we on the Damascus Road? We're told to submit to God, resist the devil. James chapter 4 and verse 7 says, but notice the position. The first thing we have to do is submit to God. If you're going to resist the devil, submit to God. That's the key. And maybe you're out there and you're listening, you're watching and you're saying, I'm unusable. I can't be used. I tell you what, I, I've felt that way in my own life. Well, I can't be used any longer. I've done too much. But let me tell you, if you ask God, give me an opportunity. Show me. Give me a place to serve. I've stopped praying for God to give me a place to serve because it's opened up door after door after door after door. And He will do that for you. If you think you're unusable, He'll give you more than you can imagine. When we submit to Him, God will use you in ways that are un unknowable to us. But there's one verse that describes Saul. I think it's found in Proverbs 29 and verse 1. He who is often rebuked and hardens his neck will suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy. I love that. He who is often rebuked and hardens his neck will suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy. I want to remind you I'm preaching to me <laughs> because sometimes I get stiff neck. I harden my heart. I harden and I've got to submit to God and I've got to submit and recognize Lord use a, a broken heart. You use a contrite spirit. You are the one who is lifted up. It was said of the old time preachers they used to preach from sermons and messages and texts like this that they used to scare people into heaven. And I don't know where I heard this quote, but I loved it. The old preachers used to scare people into heaven, but today we're loving people into hell. 
We just tell them everything's all right. Everything's okay. Let me tell you that a graveyard has a fence around it. I don't know why. The people inside aren't trying to get out. And nobody outside is trying to get in. But sometimes we put a fence around our own heart. We put around our own life. And we hold on to that rebellion and that stubbornness. And we know that I won't go back. I won't do that. I won't repent. I won't change. He that is often reproved, he that is often rebuked, he that hardens his neck will suddenly be destroyed. I wouldn't go back to my old ways, no. You know, the story ends with a man of God having to finish up what the king should have done. The man of God had to go and shed blood. And that had many ramifications in the law of Moses. That had ramifications that he could not come before the Lord in the temple or in the tabernacle. That there were many different things that he couldn't do. Sometimes when we just rely on our own rebellion and stubbornness, it means that somebody else is kept from worshiping the Lord as they should. It means that in those ways, that those ways are often seen that if they would just submit, when we crucify ourselves, let me ask you again, which procession is following you? Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Saul's procession was one that led to God cutting him off, his disobedience. How about in our life? Do you stubbornly hold on to something that God said, get rid of? Get that out. You don't need that in your life. You don't want that in your life anymore. Have you stubbornly held on to something and said, I just like to do it this way. It's my way. Rather than listening to what the Lord would say. Rather than listening to the Word of God and allowing Him to have His work and His way. Now, if you've never been born again, let me tell you, if you're out there and you're thinking, oh, all i got to do is just do some good things and I'm going to go to heaven. Let me tell you, that old heart is still wicked, deceitful. God doesn't want it. He wants to place in you a new life. He wants to give in you, make you a new creation because of Jesus Christ and the resurrection. Because of Christ, His shed blood, that He died for you so that you could have eternal life. What's your need today? Let's not worry about what Saul did. We could talk a lot more about Saul and what he did right, what he did wrong. But we want to look at ourselves. We want to examine and see what's in my procession. What's following me? Has there been rebellion? Has there been stubbornness? That I just don't let God have His way in my life like I should. Maybe you do know Christ as Lord and Savior, but you've been holding on to something. Let me tell you that right now is the time to cut it off. Get rid of it without submitting yourself totally to the Lord. Let me tell you those secret things, you'll sneak back to them. Those secret things will come back and they will haunt you. And they will grab you. And they will try to hold on because sin leads to death. It's always the way. You've got to change your heart because God is the one who's in for a broken heart and a contrite spirit. And He gives you, if you've never been saved, He gives you a new heart. And then He says, child, give your heart back to me. If you've done that as a child of God, if you submit to Him, 
Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the message. If you want to hear Paul in person and are in the Stockton, California area, we invite you to join us at Landmark Missionary Baptist Church, 301 East Alpine Avenue. That's near the University of the Pacific. He brings the Bible message every Sunday at 11 a.m. and other times as listed. We trust you've been encouraged, challenged, or generally built up spiritually. If this lesson has sparked questions on this or other topics, please see our contact information in the description or email us at sclministry at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.